0: The Way Family Podcast is open, honest, and real. It's like you're sitting in on a conversation with two people who you've been friends with for so long. It makes you feel like you're a part of their everyday lives, and it gives you aspects and views on things that you wouldn't normally think about on your own. It's very comforting to have these to look forward to every Monday. Something that captures my attention and something that's relevant in our world today and our society boring, it's real life, and you guys are real people. It's stimulating, it's interesting, and
1: for a say, oh, mom, it makes me feel like I'm hanging out with friends. I get so much practical wisdom from you guys that is applicable to my everyday life, while also getting a good laugh, and also um, just feeling encouraged to go out and adventure and pursue those things that I'm passionate about. I listen to a lot of podcasts, and they all kind of talk about whatever's trending on the internet, and it just kind of feels like auditory clickbait. And you guys don't do that. Making my Mondays better since episode one. And that's because you guys are extremely funny, open minded, and really down to earth. Which I appreciate the podcast. Um, it's always fun
0: thinking alongside you guys. And I always ponder and think about how cool it is that you can feel so close to someone and yet you've never met them before. It's really cool.
1: Hello and welcome to the Way Family Podcast. Today we're going to be talking about, is there such thing as a perfect job? But before we get into that, Hannah, let's talk about our week and then we got some questions. How are you doing right now, though? How are mm-hmm. you doing right now?
0: Right now, I'm a little bit grumpy and I'm tired and I, I, I'm just so hot. <laughs> it's so hot in our house. but um, It's not that hot. It's not that hot now, but it was really hot earlier, and, yeah, it's cooled off, though, so that's good. I just am a little bit grumpy.
1: Why are you grumpy?
0: I'm very tired, and um, I just have a lot of work to do. Ah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah.
1: Well, how was your week?
0: My week was good. I turned 27 last week, and... I got to have a birthday party yesterday for my sweet husband.
1: You had a birthday party for your sweet husband? <laughs> From. Oh, okay.
0: No, don't don't try to do that. I already told you I'm grumpy. <laughs> um, Yeah, we got to go to this little barn place. It's kind of like a farmer's market, I guess. And they have like a whole bunch of animals. And we rode a um, hay ride and Forrest got to ride on a little pony. And he kept, on, he was smiling so big and he kept on saying, I love this. I love this.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was, it was, that was really, really cool. Cute.
0: And then we had people over to our house. My family came down for it. We had pizza and dessert and just hung out and it was really fun. It was a good time. Um, But what else happened this week?
1: I don't know. That's all we need to talk about. Oh, Unless you had anything else that's like sticking out in your brain.
0: Mm, I went on a hike with Forrest, but I think that my, um, I think that my days of baby wearing Forrest are coming to an end, <laughs> at least until I have this kid.
1: Like he's he's not a big kid.
0: He is a big kid. He's really big for his age. I guess so. He's very tall and he's heavy. He's he's not like heavy for his age but he's very solid and there's
1: no flubber
0: no there's no flubber it's all like
1: his baby fat is gone
0: yeah he's very very solid kid and and he's large but it's just hard with my belly and i don't know that makes me really sad but i'm not i'm still probably gonna do it in the once baby fern gets here but it'll just be different she'll
1: probably be a little bit lighter
0: no i'm saying with him i'm gonna try to do two
1: you're gonna try to carry two
0: yeah one on my back and one on my front. She's going to weigh like nothing. It's going to be basically how it is now, but with no be- giant belly. Mm. I'm going to try it. I'm not for hiking, just for like everyday use. So I don't have to get forest on a leash, you know, but
1: oh. yeah. Hmm. Yeah, he is a very solid kid. Yeah. He, when we had people over at our house, um, our friends, they have two girls and they're, how, how old are they?
0: Five and just a little bit older than Forrest, so like two and a half.
1: I think the five year old weighs less than Forrest. No,
0: oh, for sure. She weighs less than Forrest. She's really tall and skinny, and she's so light, and Forrest is almost as tall as her, but he's just so like
1: Well, Forrest was playing solid. with their dad, and he went to go tackle him and he ran full force. And uh he was not expecting it and he pushed <laughs> him over. <laughs> It was uh yeah it was, it was fun.
0: How was your week, honey?
1: My week was okay. I had a very okay week. I was frustrated a lot. Um I was frustrated a lot with my with my job. I don't really want to get into the details. Maybe I'll get into details about it later, but um I am transitioning and that is <laughs> Stressful
0: Between positions.
1: And it is also um, frustrating. Yeah. And it's been a long time coming because I was only supposed to be in this position. I was supposed to be out of quality inspecting October of last year. Um, but that didn't happen. And so now I'm in the process of like finding a replacement and then training him. And then, um, Yeah. And so it's just a little, like, I think I've just got to, um, well, I mean, you guys have seen me, like, I don't look like the most corporate, like, person in the world. Um, and some people may view me as a slacker with little to no life experience, but that is so...
0: I thought you were not going to get into it.
1: So frustrating to me.
0: It is frustrating. But well, don't, don't I complain started, on here, though. I
1: started talking about it, and then I just got myself worked up. Yeah. So, anyways.
0: You can complain about it to me.
1: Well, oh yeah. Okay. But in other news, um, I started doing slides for my messages, which has been really cool. Um, because I get to do a little like creative fun thing for it and I, because it's only me doing the entire youth group, I don't have anyone to do slides, so I just have to like make the slides and then do it on my iPad while I'm teaching and it goes up on the projector and I had a lot of fun with that. Um, And they looked cool. Yeah, they looked cool and yeah, it was cool, so. It
0: was for the sermon.
1: And then, um... Yeah, it was really hot, so we went to go get some fans today. And yeah. I I researched probably like forty different types of fans in like an hour and a half. And we were gonna we were gonna go to Target and get a fan, but I looked at all the ones that they had on stock online, which is awesome that you can see what they have online. Every
0: store should do that.
1: Every store should do that. Because what's even the purpose of getting out of your house? And going,
0: Especially if you have your heart set on a specific one and then you get there and they don't have it.
1: Right. And you can't read reviews like in mm-hmm. the store. I mean, you, I guess you could. It's just, well, there's no cell phone service at Target. But anyway, so they didn't have it at Target. So then I checked Walmart and I was like, nope, don't even want to do that. And then I checked Amazon and it wouldn't get here till tomorrow. So I was like, okay, Home Depot, here we come. And we got the Vornado um, panel. Who cares? Um fans one for our room and one for Forrest's room and they're nice
0: and the thing that is funny is that it's like it doesn't get super hot here on the central coast really that often but when it does like today it was 90 degrees I know that (laughs) a whopping 90 degrees I know that's not even a lot to like most people you're like I live in triple digits and you're probably scoffing but it was so hot it no was one so here has hot. air conditioning yeah, and no it's air just conditioning. like our,
1: our house gets so hot
0: it's like an insulator like it it when we walked back in the door when we got back from the store it was like a whoosh of hot air because it was just sitting in our house all day long and it was just so hot and i'm pregnant and it just i like magnifies and then i get grumpy because i'm hot and i just want to like
1: I thought that buying those fans would make you not grumpy. That's
0: not why I'm grumpy.
1: Well, I thought it like... The uh, fans help. I told you that
0: I like the fans. Okay. I told you that I like them.
1: Well, good. Because I read a lot of reviews. Ah. I found the best best fans that there are.
0: You're my hero.
1: I know. Always read the reviews. Okay. Okay. Moving on. We've got some Tumblr questions here. Why don't you...
0: We've got three of them. Should I do the long one first? Yeah. No names. I'm not. I know. I'm not doing names.
1: Whoa. Bite my head off.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Hi there. I've been following this blog and your Instagram for quite a while and I love it. Your family is a sweet, inspiring example of Christ-centered living in practical simplicity. Because I admire your views and your lifestyle, I wanted to ask a tough question about marriage. I've been researching and questioning the purpose of opposite gender friendships for a married person. My husband and I have more than slightly differing views on this subject, and I'm hoping to gain more insight from as many married Christian people as I can. I'm of the opinion that it's it's an unnecessary risk, partially because my own parents' marriage has been riddled with affairs and flirtatious friendships on, on one parent's part, and although I realize I married a much different person than either of them, I can't shake the feeling that it's more trouble than it's worth to maintain platonic relationships while married. I myself don't have a lot of close friends of either gender, but especially not of the opposite gender, so it's more than a little difficult to relate to his apparent need for regular female interaction other than my own. I'm jealous and I feel childish and I need a better understanding of friendships and marriage and the positives, if there are any, of other non-family female roles in his life. I didn't know if this was something you'd ever encountered or if you have... Many friendships outside of other married couples, but I want to reach out either way and hear your thoughts on the subject.
1: Whew. Okay, so this is this is a little bit deeper than yeah, most is. of the ones that we get. Um I think there's a couple things to say here before we get into it. I think every relationship is different mm-hmm. and I think that every relationship comes with different baggage. Yes. And if you haven't discussed those things beforehand, then you probably should now. And if it's important to one person, it should be important to the other. Yes, that's what I as was saying. As long say. as it's not like irrational. Mm-hmm. Like I don't want you to wear red. Or, you know, like <laughs> that Or
0: like I don't want you to talk to people of the opposite You cannot gender.
1: look at women in the eyes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like if as long as it's it's rational, um and if there's like a yeah so every relationship is is different if there's a history of cheating or of you know uh an affair or something like that yeah you yes don't be stupid you know but um so that all that to say is every relationship is different but the advice that we'll give for this is for this specific person i guess right yeah so okay um, say I've got a bunch of girlfriends, friends that are girls. <laughs> How would you feel about that?
0: Well, it depends on the situation because like, if you are, if you are wanting to go hang out with those girls and me not be there, I would be like a little bit concerned. Like, why do you, why do you need to go hang out with friends that are girls? And why am I not allowed to be there? That would be like my first, like the, my reason for concern. Cause like, You, I mean, I don't know. You don't really have friends that are girls.
1: No, they don't like me.
0: I mean, outside of like our married couple friends, but like, and I don't really have friends that are guys, but that's not because we're not allowing each other to, I guess. I don't know. It's just like, if I have somebody, if I'm friends with somebody, I want Zach to be friends with them too, whether that's a girl or a guy, you know? So I, I don't know. I don't know. But I would feel weird. Like if you had...
1: Most of our opposite gender friends are 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 our friends
0: yeah our our friends like titus he is one of our really good friends and well i guess it wouldn't be weird if i just hung out with him no he's more like your brother though yeah that's the thing it just depends on the person but if zach had friends that were girls that i didn't know that he was hanging out with you know like after work or something like just casual like going to get a beer or something just hanging out with these friends that are girls i would feel weird about that same like how would you feel if i had like guy friends that i was going off to meet and like you weren't coming with me
1: i don't know weird oh, no. i don't know that's what Forrest says
0: that's what Forrest says i don't know
1: well okay um so yeah most of our friends that are opposite gender are our collective friends yeah but you wouldn't feel weird if i like hung out with julie or or, no. or laney or
0: or like savannah or like yeah because most of our friends like we're both friends with yeah so maybe if like if your husband is insisting on having friends that like you're not allowed to be friends with that's that well, seems like a red flag that. no i know what i'm saying but okay. if yeah if he is then that seems like a red flag like why why can't you and him be friends with those girls together you know or this girl i don't know if it's like one person in particular you know even and it probably is completely innocent on his part but just like find out why it is so important to him and then maybe say maybe we can all go do something you know instead of just him and her hanging out
1: or maybe it's easier for him to have girlfriends than to have guy friends and maybe he needs to work on finding more solid guy friends yeah but I think, regardless of the situation, I think the question that you both need to be able to answer level-headedly is, why is it such a big deal? Mm-hmm. Like, why is it such a big deal that you have these friends? Yeah. And why is it such a big deal to you that I hang out with these friends? Mm-hmm. So.
0: And if it like if it is important to you. Like it, it is clearly because you're asking this question and it, it is important to him to have this friendship. Like, yeah, you need to ask those questions and find out, well, why is it that's so important to you? And maybe we can come to a compromise or something like, like I said, like hanging out together and all, all like being, both of you being friends with that girl or whatever, you know? Yeah. But the thing is, I feel like it, in a lot of Christian circles, it is really easy to, well, uh, how do I want to word this?
1: Christian guys and girls alike are really stupid when it comes to relationships, and they
0: either—that's not what I was gonna say.
1: The pendulum is always swinging. It's like they're super legalistic about it, and they won't even be. It's what's it called, the Billy Graham rule? You won't even be alone with another girl besides your wife. Yeah, or like you won't ride in a car. Like I didn't know if that. I don't know. Won't ride in a car with another girl. It's just like okay, that's a little bit much.
0: That's like. The, the thing with that is it's saying that it's putting everything on the girl like I can't be alone with this girl because she's gonna seduce me or something you know like that I just don't like I know the mindset between it is just like just be above reproach, I have no reason for anyone to ask questions at all, but then it's like it's just like disregarding like the female as a human and like i'cause I've been in situations i one situation recently where I was hanging out with, it was a, another girl and two guys. I was at, <laughs> I was not with Zach, I was far away, but, and we were all, we're all married to other people, but we just happened to be all hanging out at this, I don't want to get too specific because I don't want it to be weird, but, um, so we were all hanging out and one of them was a pastor, one of the guys, and he literally would not look me or the other girl in the eye when he was, when we were being talked to. Like he was talking to us, but he wouldn't look at us when he was talking. And like when he was like saying anything, he would look at the other guy. Like he literally would not even look at us. And I'm like that is disrespectful first of all. No, and that's just rude. And yeah, it's rude. And that like I I get it. Like I kind of understand where he's coming from cuz he's like a Southern Baptist pastor. But I don't think that that is like that should not be a thing that he feels he needs to do. You know, like that's not.
1: Well, and it's also like, dude, if you think that you're going to sleep with another woman just because you looked at her or... or like
0: if you think it's disrespecting your wife to have a conversation about something totally normal with another female
1: then you should just stay in the house.
0: Yeah, like what that I don't think that is <laughs> Like
1: what's your problem?
0: I don't like that at all. But there's like been stuff like that. But, uh, it's just it's a tricky thing. So in Christian circles, yes, there are there are the two extremes, I think. So
1: But to be fair, not all Southern Baptists are like that.
0: No, I didn't say that all Southern Baptists are like that. I just say I understand where I kind of understand where he was coming from because of that, but Yeah. It's just it's a tricky thing because yes there are Christians in both sides like of the of the spectrum regarding this subject and it's not a one-size-fits-all type of thing like you do have to figure out what works for you and maybe for him that was what he needed to do like I don't know his I don't know his past maybe he needed to not look at people when he was talking to them I don't know I don't know uh, anyways I hope this is helpful for you. Sorry, that's kind of all over the place. But, but I'd
1: say the main piece of advice that we have is you need to have a conversation about yeah, this at least. And you need you need to be able to sit down and do it when you're both level-headed and when you can both be able to hear each other out in love and with grace. Mm-hmm. So.
0: And just make sure you're always communicating, you know, especially about this. If it is a sensitive subject for you guys. Just always be communicating about it if there's ever anything that comes up. So Yeah. Um and the other thing is that said I feel like he should but because of your history with your parents, you know, I think that I don't know if you've told him that. I'm guessing you have, but just like say this is the reason why I'm thinking this way, you know, like I have a reason for like this is influencing my thoughts and I'm I don't think you're like this, but this is why I'm a little cautious or whatever, you know, and I think that will help bring some understanding. Right. That's to it. not unreasonable. No.
1: And that's, I mean, that's logical for it. Like, if I was in his shoes, I'd be like, oh, yeah. Well, hanging out with girls is not wrong. But I understand because her. of the things that have happened to you in your past, mm-hmm. why this is such a big deal to you. And because I love you and because I care about you, then I'm going to alter my actions. Mm-hmm. So
0: definitely. Okay. Next question. Uh, Hey, I remember you talking about dating long distance at one point. Do you have any advice for people trying to date long distance?
1: Um, Communicate. Communicate. Communicate more than text. Mm -hmm. And I'd say, you know, write some letters because you can hang on to those things and those are good memories. And fun
0: to read later. Yeah.
1: But also like... Long-form communication is so much better than short-form communication. And if you're just... Like, texting throughout the day is totally fine. That's totally cool. But there is when when there's so much distance between you guys, it seems like there's kind of a disconnect. And you might read into certain things, like try to read tone of voice through text message. It doesn't work. Just <laughs> don't do it.
0: It's very easy to miscommunicate when you're on when you're doing texting because you can't see the tone you can't see their face you don't know you can't read the feel the room you know it's so easy to like get your feelings hurt when you're texting
1: and I would also say that you should make time for each other like you have to make that a priority but you also that's not your only priority you have to have lives so you saying. have to have lives outside of your relationship which you're not even in the same place as that person. So, like, you have to carry on with your normal life. You don't shut people out because you're in a long-distance relationship. You still look for friends and engage in their life and be a part of their life because you need that. You can't just rely on your partner who's long-distance to satisfy all of your needs Mm -hmm. because, God forbid, if you guys break up after long-distance because it is very difficult and you have been ignoring all of your friends and ignoring all of your other priorities, then you're not going to have anything.
0: Mm-hmm. And you, if you're intentional about your time, like you're intentional about the time that you set aside to like have FaceTime dates or whatever, and then you're intentional about the time that you have to spend where you are and to be present where you are, I think that that is a very good balance to to find and it's one that i don't think i was very good at when we were um long distance dating for the year and a half or two years um but i wish i would have been better at it but i wasn't it was it was hard for me so yeah try to find a balance in that and just try to do like find little ways to to be like little special ways to show love to each other like zach would always send me packages that had like cookies that he baked in it and like a nice letter and like one of his sweaters that had his cologne on it I slept with that sweater every night and like just little special things like I got what like every month I feel like I got something from him in the mail and it was so it meant so much to me and it was so fun and he got me flowers on Valentine's Day and just like little stuff like that that really just remember that day. first
1: time that we met after dating yes. for so long and it was so awkward for like the first five minutes
0: well we weren't dating for so long it was like it was you came up in november and i had gone to school in august so it was like three months it was not even that long but it was like so awkward for the first couple minutes
1: yeah it was like
0: it was so why was it so well
1: weird? yes we need yes we're going to hug <laughs> but it was an awkward hug
0: Because I was so like, I seriously remember waiting in my dorm, like my my roommates like helped me get ready. Well, one of them did and like helped me pick on my outfit and stuff. I remember sitting on our chair, like my hair was down, like I had my outfit on and I was just sitting there and I knew you were going to like be pulling up any second and my adrenaline was like going crazy. I was so excited to see you and I feel like it was just nerves. It was just like so much buildup and I was like so nervous and excited to see you. Well,
1: it's almost like we forgot to act around, how to act around each other.
0: yeah it was so weird but then we were driving and then we kissed at a stoplight and i was like okay i remember
1: <laughs> yeah but uh, now like with instagram stories and snapchat and you can facetime i mean we, we were in the flip phone days mm-hmm. and there we, we, we did
0: video chat on our computers yeah yeah on skype yeah
1: <laughs> and um yeah so it's a lot different now i feel like I feel like the technological advances have made it a lot easier to date long yeah, distance. Yeah, definitely. But also, there's an aspect of that that is still missing a personal connection or personal mm-hmm. like touch. I don't know. Yeah. So, all right, next one.
0: Okay, this is the last question. A few episodes back, Zach mentioned living in his truck, and I am really interested in hearing more about that. I'm planning on buying a van or an RV once my... Lease is up and I want to just live in it. All of the articles I've been reading have been about living in a van, but while traveling around. I would love to hear what your experience was like staying in one city while doing it. Where did you shower? Where did you park? Best parts? Worst parts? Thank you.
1: Well, hmm. When I lived out of my truck, it was before the whole van life movement and not to be a hipster, but that's actually just what the facts are.
0: I think it was right in the beginning of it. But you were definitely before before the trends.
1: So there wasn't like any articles or blogs. There wasn't Instagram. You know, we were in the hipstomatic days. Yes, um, and
0: <laughs> hipstomatic. <laughs> it was so cool.
1: And um, so I kind of went into it just like knowing how to be flexible, and I had a lot of travel experience. Um, I I did. 21 countries by the time I was 21, and I was 20, 21 at that time. So, um, I, I, you know, I, I need to hit two more because I'm 27 and I've only been to 25. You do. But, um, so, and the way that we traveled was always really cheap. And one backpack and the bare necessities, and you washed your clothes in the sink, and you slept on trains, and that's just how how it was. You saw as many sites as you could see and it wasn't luxury travel. It was backpacking essentially. Um, and so with learning how to be flexible and learning how to hurry up and wait and the minimalist mindset that I began to have at a kind of early age, that really set me up for success as far as it it came to like living out of my truck. And the reason for living out of my truck was to save money on rent. So I didn't have to pay rent while I was going to college. It's also important to note that I was going to college while I was living out of my truck. So I was not in my truck a lot. Yeah, he had somewhere to be all day. Like I feel like van life people, they're like in their van a lot. Like they're doing work in their computers on their vans. I was doing work in the library or at a coffee shop. Um, And I had a group of friends from college. I had things to do. I had a meal pass, so I wasn't making meals out of the back of my truck, I was having them at school. But I did have, like, a lot of trail mix and granola bars and instant oatmeal and cup of noodles and stuff like that. That was just really easy to make instant coffee, Starbucks via Mm. my lifesaver. But, yeah, so... With all the articles that there are out now, like, there's tons of information, but a lot of it, like you said, is about stuff that's traveling around and how to see the sites. And, like, you can stay in this Walmart parking lot or you can stay here in the BLM land, but if you're staying in the same place, that's when things get a little dicey and that's a totally different ball game than, like, traveling around America. I found that staying in neighborhoods for, like, two to three nights um worked out really well um and if you stayed there longer it there was like this small window where it was like you could stay there for like a week and a half and anything over that people would kind of realize oh you don't actually live here like what is going on this i keep seeing this truck here um and keep in mind i just had a truck with a camper shell and I blacked out all the windows so no one could see inside. And I was very careful about like crawling into the back of my truck when no one was looking. But there was still a lot of mornings where I had to wait until people were done walking their dog or like people were done, um, you know, walking by to get out of the back of my truck. But residential neighborhoods are actually pretty good. Like there's not a lot of, uh, uh, walkers around at night just shady characters uh, parking lots I didn't love I always got busted in parking lots by the cops and it, in San Diego you can totally live in your car but they'll just kind of pester you and say like oh well we can't give you a ticket or arrest you but, but they don't want you there You can't promise that another cop's not going to be back here in an hour to wake you up and you're not going to get any sleep any night so it's kind of just like just stay to the residential neighborhoods. Find like a good spot and kind of s- stick around there. But also be very be very considerate of the people that you're around because there are like homeless people who live out of RVs and they're totally like dilapidated and just beat down. And you look at it and you're just like, oh, okay, I know what's going on here. Mm-hmm. So don't be that person. Um, if you get a van, then... I'd say that that's actually the way to go is to get a van um, and keep it clean, like keep it washed and rotate it. You have to move your car every 20, every 48 hours. Anyways, you can't keep it parked in the same place. As far as showers and laundry, laundry was the big thing that I thought about um, because I don't shower that often and I figured I could just like go swim in a pool or go in the ocean or, you know, whatever. Um My original plan was to get a gym membership and then just uh find some old lady that I could go to her house and do laundry there and um hang out with her and old help, lady help her hello, okay, you too, but that was my original plan <laughs> I, I like I like hanging out with old people and they need help, <laughs> and you know they need to know how to make a slideshow on their computer so <laughs> they can do my laundry I can help them out. They can tell me about their grandkids, um, but uh, that didn't work out because there's not really a like find old people who will do your laundry thing on Craig'slist <laughs> so you I never got know. I got a gym membership, which was actually really good because then whenever I had to shower, I worked out and so it that actually started me to get get on the the workout train. And I think that that was really healthy Um, and it worked out really well because right next to the gym where I got a membership was a laundromat and there was this nice Asian couple and they had a service that was called Fluff and Fold where they would do your laundry. You drop off your laundry. It was $10 um, minimum. And then they would do your laundry. They'd dry your laundry, and you could like I gave I gave them special instructions after I got to know them. I was like, "Don't dry my shirts, please, just hang them." <laughs> and He's very picky about his yeah, laundry. I was very picky, um, but yeah, and they were totally nice about it. And so I'd go to the gym. I'd work out for like an hour and a half, two hours, and then I would go and swim in the pool, and then I'd shower. And then I'd go pick up my laundry, and it was all done for me, and it was folded. And then I'd just put it back in my little milk crates under my platform in my truck. And that, that is how I did it. And then also a lot of Mexican food and salads and granola bars and coffee. and fr- Omelets. Yeah. Free Wi-Fi at the coffee shops where we found a couple 24-hour coffee shops where I would just go there and do like my homework for the week, um, and stay up until like two or three o'clock. And yeah, so it worked out well. I really enjoyed it. And actually Hannah and I, well, me more than Hannah would like to get a, a sprinter van and travel around the country. No,
0: I want to do that just as much as you. I just don't necessarily want the sprinter van. I want, we, our dream was an Airstream and we have been dreaming that since we were first dating. We wanted to get an Airstream. We were going to live in it. It just it didn't happen. And now you have moved on to the Sprinter van, and I'm still hanging on to the Airstream dream.
1: Sprinter van is... Your living space and your transport vehicle. I
0: know. You don't need a transport vehicle for a spinner van. I know. I get the practicality of it, but I just can't give up on the Airstream dream
1: yet. Yeah. Well, I'm not giving up on it either, but we got to get a transport vehicle first and, you know, we might as well get yeah. that. So I hope that answered your questions. If you have more specific questions, you can email me, the thewayfampodcast at gmail.com. No voicemails this week, um, but thank you for the voicemails that you guys have left. It's encouraging, and it is just fun to listen to you guys, because you listen to us. (laughs) All right. Is there a perfect job, Hannah?
0: Uh, Okay. I don't know, because there's two ways you could think about it. So. There is probably, everyone probably thinks in their mind of the perfect job they wish that they could have, like their dream job, but no matter what, every job has parts of it that are difficult and that are not always pleasant. So there's that, or it could just be the way you're thinking about it. That's the other side of this argument it could be, you could think of any job as the perfect job if you change your parameters for what the perfect job is, is the perfect job a job that gives you is like flexible for you and like gives you a paycheck at the end of the week if, if that's your perfect job then probably lots of people have a perfect job but it just depends on your mindset
1: right that's exactly so, what i would say mhm but i would also say there is no such thing as a perfect job
0: either every job is a perfect job or there is no such thing as a perfect job
1: well Sorry, I would say sorry. that oh. that with the parameters that we set around what is a perfect job, mm-hmm. um, they're defined by whatever our current job is lacking. Mm-hmm. And so if our current job is lacking um, passion or creativity, we're like, I need to find something crea- creative. Or if we work in an office all day and you're like, I need to work outdoors, then your perfect job has to be outdoors. You know, Mm -hmm. or if you're like, I work way too much and I just need an eight to five where I don't take my work home with me, then an eight to five job is what you're going to look for or.
0: But then once you get to that job that you saw as perfect, then you're going to find something wrong with that job and you're going to want to find a new job.
1: Yeah. Like I just want a boss who cares about me Mm -hmm. and then you're going to find a boss who cares about you and then you're going to realize I hate sitting down all day. Or
0: Or I can't bring my work home with me anymore or something like that.
1: Right. Yeah. And so I think that we've placed, we as a culture have placed so much emphasis on what job you have because we're looking for an identity in that job. We're looking Mm -hmm. for a career. We define ourselves by what we do, um, not who we are. Mm -hmm. And I would say that who we are defines what we do, but instead we're looking at what we do to define who we are.
0: And people are... Like people put emphasis and importance on different parts of their job and because if you like, okay, a job, you're getting paid to do something, there's going to be hard parts of it. There You're going to have to do work. And so there's people in life that just don't like doing work, you know, like that they just don't like having to do something when they would rather be doing something else, you know? And I'm sure everybody feels like that to a certain extent, but some people are like, no, in, it no matter what job they have, they're going to be complaining because they don't like working. And a lot of people, I feel like, in our generation, don't have any value on hard work at all. And they're just... that. Yeah, that's that's where I'm going to leave it. So that's another thing. When you think about it, a job is a job. You're getting paid to do something. So it's probably going to involve some work. right? And that is something that our society is just like doesn't value
1: yeah the perfect job has been explained to me by a venn diagram with three three different things passion potential and something else passion potential and purpose so if you can find something that is in the center of all three of those where you have passion for it you have potential potential like you're capable of doing it and you can thrive there and you're serving a purpose that you like then that's the perfect job but very 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 few people find 3 out of 3 I feel of those. like
0: I have kind of found that with like with doing young living stuff which I know that's like cheesy it's like not a real job whatever but it is. I do put a lot of work into it, and I feel like I have hit all three of those: passion, purpose, and potential. Because it is something that I'm passionate about, and I really care about teaching people about non toxic living and stuff. And what was the other ones? P- potential,
1: passion, potential, and
0: yeah, I feel like I hit all of those. But even in that, like, because I love it, and it is fun, and it is hard work, and whatever, it's it's everything that I wanted to do but it is tricky because the on the other side of it like there is it's tricky to find time to do what am i trying to say the bound the boundaries of working at home are tricky you know so even though like i know lots of people say like i wish i could find a job working at home but then when you get that that perfect job working at home like i i've i feel like i've hit all three of those things like you're talking about it still is like there's hard parts of it you know because you the boundaries right. where do you are hard draw the line or
1: do you have work hours yeah like when do you it, go off the clock
0: like does Forrest know like Forrest doesn't know that if if i'm home he's like okay let's play but he doesn't know that it's like okay mom needs to work now that's a really hard thing to try to teach a toddler you know and and that's like I don't know. And it's hard if I have to like work one night and Zach's like, well, I want to hang out. But I'm like, I have to, I have work I have to do, you know? So that's tricky too. So like, really, you could find anything to complain about in any job ever, even if you hit all three of those things.
1: Right. The perfect job, I think, is something that you would do for free. And unfortunately, a lot of times you end up doing it for very little money or free. Yeah. If you find the perfect job, Mm -hmm. whatever that is. But I also think that a lot of people have this idea in their head that um, they deserve a perfect job Uh or that they've got to go out and find it and that the job that they have right now is not good enough for them. Yeah, like they always
0: have to be searching for something better.
1: Well, and I don't really necessarily agree with that, but I don't think that life owes you a perfect job. Like, it's work for a reason. You have to earn a living. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. Like I just don't think that that is something that is deserved. I think that that's something that's earned. I think that that's something that you have to work hard towards.
0: Yeah, it's not a given.
1: But and you're also always comparing yourself to others if you're not content. Mm-hmm. So if you're not content with your job, um, even though it might be a, it might be the perfect job, someone else might have more passion or more potential or, um, I don't know, someone else. You're going to look at them and you're going to be like, oh, they have it better than me. Therefore. My job is mm-hmm. not perfect. But you don't see there, you don't see the whole picture. You just see what you want to see. Yeah. All right. Quick break. Forrest is crying. All right. Well, yeah, to sum it up, I guess, I, get, I guess we don't really have any more, you know, ideas that mm-hmm. we need to hit on that. Yeah. I don't think that there is a perfect job. I don't think that the world deserves that you have a perfect job coming for you. I think that you have to work hard towards it. And Mm -hmm. um, I think that there's always sacrifices that you need to make. I think that life-work balance is a myth and you only have one life. Mm -hmm. And if all of your emphasis of your life is placed on your career and what your job title is and where you work and what you do... Then that's a pretty sad life to me.
0: Mm-hmm. So. Yep.
1: But maybe not to other people. Maybe that's their only priority in life.
0: Many people place a lot of importance on their job title.
1: Yeah. Or how much they make.
0: Well, that's just like, that's how our culture is.
1: But that's not the most important thing in life. Mm-mm. So maybe we should not place so much importance on that. Mm hmm. And maybe we also shouldn't find our identity in that because if you find your identity in your job, then when you have those lows, um, your identity is going to be shaken. Mm -hmm. You are not your job. You do your job because of who you are. You are not who you are because of your job. Ooh,
0: yeah, that's deep.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, (laughs) Hannah, hit us with that joke. Unless you have recommendations, you have so many jokes.
0: Oh, I—you're right. I just wrote those down. Okay, our roommate always tells us. All right, let jokes. me let me read. What no, I, I have it right here. Okay,
1: but just let me read what I wrote down about these show notes oh. about this idea. Okay. Because sometimes th- during the week, I'm like, oh, that'd be a good podcast idea. I'll just write down exactly what I thought. Um, if you find your identity in your career or in your job, you will never be satisfied. There is no perfect career, there is no perfect jobs, there are bad jobs, good jobs, great jobs, exciting jobs, boring jobs, hard jobs, and easy jobs, but they are all jobs, and they do require work. Hmm. The end.
0: That is good. Good stuff right there.
1: All right. Hit us with that joke, Han.
0: Okay. Did you hear about the explosion at the cheese factory? No. Debris was everywhere. (laughs)
1: <laughs> like duh brie
0: yeah like the brie cheese get it <laughs>
1: that's pretty funny
0: that was courtesy of zach's cousin john
1: oh <laughs> uh, thank you john <laughs> all right until next week um thanks for tuning in guys i hope that this was helpful for you if you have any questions be sure to hit us up or leave and let us, us know what you think yeah and leave us a voicemail yep and yeah until next week okay bye happy trails